0: This is On The Tee, Golf New Zealand podcast, hosted by Tom Hyde and Brendan Telfer. Proudly presented by Podcasts New Zealand and Gorilla Voice Media. So, hello again and welcome to On The Tee. Well, normally we are a fortnightly show that looks at the world of golf through a New Zealand lens, but COVID, as you could imagine, has sidelined us here in Auckland, New Zealand for three months. However, we are back today, not quite as normal. I'm Brendan Tolfer, a studio in Auckland, and my co-host, Tom Hyde, uh, today, thanks to a little bit of technology, is at his home 300 kilometres north of Auckland at that uh, beautiful coastal town of uh, Maunganui. And I'm pleased to say, as always, we're coming to with our friends at JK's World of Golf out there at Auckland International Airport. Open 24 hours with its huge retail shop and driving range. Also open 24 hours for all your golfing needs. So go check them out at jksworldofgolf.co.nz. Well, our guest today is a man whose career has undergone a dramatic change in the space of just a few months, Kiwi golfer Steve Elker. There he was back at the end of July plugging away on the Corn Ferry Tour where he's been for most of the past decade and longer. But at the end of July, Steve turned 50 and managed to earn himself a card on the much sought after and lucrative USPGA's Senior Tour, or the Champions Tour, as it's now called. And what followed was almost something akin to a fairy tale. In 10 tournaments on the Champions Tour since July, Steve has made the cut in nine of those 10 events, and included a win, a second, and a third place. And in the space of that time, he's won something like 1.6 million New Zealand dollars. Now you contrast that with his 300 tournaments over the many years on the Corn Ferry Tour, where Steve pocketed a total of just under $2 million from those 300 starts. So it's been a remarkable turnaround. Now Steve joins us from his home in Arizona. Steve, uh, thank you very much for taking time to talk to us. First of all, congratulations on this wonderful kind of Period of success you've had of late—it's uh, probably the feel-good Thank story you. of New Zealand sport this year. Uh, so, where are you as part <laughs> of you still up there on cloud nine?
1: Yeah, a little bit, Brendan. It's just uh, starting to sink in. Um, I'm—I've uh, had this week off, doing a lot of media stuff, and, and just trying to get organised and put a schedule together. And um, it really kind of hasn't sunk in, but. You know uh, what do I say? Dreams come true, and um, it's um, it has been a dream, and it it's come true, and it's uh, it's been a fantastic run. It's been exciting.
0: So, when you made the jump, as it were, from the Corn Ferry Tour back in uh, August to the Champions Tour, what were your expect expectations? Did you have any for the Champions Tour? Um, expectations, um,
1: maybe not. I, I mean, goals, I certainly didn't. Uh, expectations, maybe, to to, to play well and, and get a feel for, at least playing for an event, get a feel for what Champions Tour is all about. And really, my goal was just to get ready for the, the few score at the end of the year that, that they have for, for the players and, and try and grab one of the five spots available for, uh, for membership. And, um, you know, I've, I've avoided that, which is, uh, which is huge, um, huge benefit, huge strength, reliever, obviously. And, um, yeah, as I say, you know, it's just been a fantastic run and, and uh, certainly um, bettered my expectations, so
0: You can probably make an argument to show that the Champions Tour is one where it's far tougher to succeed than the Corn Ferry Tour. You look at the opponents now who you're playing against and often playing with every week, Mickelson, Langer, Furick, Els, Retief, uh, Goosen, Darren Clark, uh, Fred Kappels all major championship winners. Uh, these are the guys that you've got to match and beat every week at the moment, and you are. It's extraordinary.
1: Yeah, well, it's, it's just a, a pleasure and, and an honour and a privilege to be playing amongst them, to be honest. Um, you know, I've been only out there for 10 weeks, 10 events, Um, I've been picking some brains out there too, you know, they've been very approachable, all the guys have been so welcoming, so that's made it an easy transition. Um, So, um, you know, as I said, I've been picking their brains and just asking questions and getting some tips and, you know, on on all sorts of things, and um, it's just going to help me along the way, but I haven't felt uncomfortable, I mean, at times, you know, obviously playing with Bernard Langer, and I've played some practice rounds with him, and a couple of tournaments. Uh, played with three couples last week, so you know I, I think it's just a more relaxed atmosphere out there, more you know um, a relaxed vibe. So that's that's helped things, and you know I'm just enjoying my golf and just playing my game, and probably with with lower expectations it's helped as well. So it is, it's just been a lot of fun. I've been really enjoying my golf.
2: Yeah, Steve, I'd like to know. Uh, it's Tom Hyde here, and I, I'm just curious about. You know, as Brennan highlighted, your extraordinary success and, and so instant and, and it just happened so quickly. Uh, and congratulations on that. We're all very proud of you. But can you put that down Thank to you. something? Can you put it down to something you've done with your game or your equipment or maybe your own mental attitude? Maybe the senior tour. I think they only played three rounds rather than four. What, what do you when you look back on that instant success, what, what do you attribute that to?
1: Yeah, Tom, a lot of people have asked me that question. And, you know, I don't think I can put it down to one thing. Um, it's been a whole combination of, you know, support from a family, um, support from my wife to actually do this and let's keep going and let's keep pursuing um, my career. And then, you know, it's yeah, I made some uh, small equipment changes um, only a couple of months out uh, back in early June. Um, you know, I've, I've worked hard on the body during the year um, with a new trainer. So, um, you know, equipment-wise, a few tweaks here and there. So just small things. But I don't even think it, you know, it, it was a combination of those things, but more more mental than anything. Just my game was coming around at the right time. Um, you know, I was feeling good about my game. Uh, and just going out, I, I think the biggest thing I, I could put it down to if you wanted one thing in particular uh, above everything else apart from all those things that have helped is just having the desire and the and the, the focus on just wanting to play out in the Champions Tour. Um, it's a new chapter for me so that's what it felt like. It's a new chapter new new opportunity in my career and uh, I thought, you know, I, I can be competitive. A lot of guys I've played with out in the Corn Ferry Tour and PGA Tour that Um, I could pair my games with that were doing well. So, um, you know, heck, I mean, why not me? You know, that's kind of the attitude I've uh, kind of had, and I've just been riding the waves, and um, all my bucks have been in a row and lined up, and um, it's worked um, worked out nicely.
2: Well, you know, I tell you, Steve, I write about equipment for the cut. So I have to ask about your equipment changes. Can you provide some detail on that? It might might help my game. For Pete's sake, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I'm using a a, a full mixed bag. I'm um, you know I get bonuses for some of my stuff, but I'm not paid by anybody uh, in particular to use uh, their equipment. Um, I I made a small tweak with my driver. I've been using the same driver, a Callaway driver for, um, gee, probably just over a year now. And, uh, I just made some small adjustments with it. Played tried a few different shafts, but made some head adjustments. Um, so that helped out, helped my flight better. And then the big one was just making the ball change. Um, mm. I was, I mean, I, I, have been a long tailor-made guy, um, forever for the last, 13, 14 years, and um, love their ball. I mean, I've used it forever, lots of different types, but I just made a small change. I thought I'd try the Titleist, new Titleist 2021 ball, and um, it it was just helping my game, Uh, a little bit more off the tee and seeing my flight better. And, um, you know, TaylorMade is a super ball, but for me right now, uh, where I'm at and how I'm hitting it and where my game's at, that was just a nice change I made. So um, that's, that is certainly one good decision I, I, I did make. Interesting. St- you see notes there, Brendan?
0: Steve, it's been mentioned, of course, many times in recent years that uh, you don't have the length off the tee uh, that most of these top golfers on the regular US PGA Tour have. I notice you are putting it out there with an yes. average of two hundred eighty-three yards, which is uh, uh, not not to be sneezed at. Um, so, how bigger help has it been playing shorter courses for someone like you? Yeah, well, I think
1: uh, the transition from Corn Ferry to Champions has been pretty much the same. I mean, there might be just three or four courses that I know of that are, are, are quite a bit longer than than uh, Champions. But otherwise, we're playing Champions from the tips. And people think, you know, we're playing, you know, under 7,000 yards every week. And we, we haven't been. So there's a bit of a misconception there about Uh, the type of courses we play. So for me, it's been a really easy transition um, coming from from the the Corn ferry?
0: Has the new Titleist ball that you've got in play now, is that going further off the tee, is it?
1: Yeah, a little bit. I'm getting a little bit out of it in in terms of, you know, with the driver I'm using, the the tweaks I made and the shaft change and and all that has been a big combination. So, you know, I, I didn't just test the Titleist, I tested a few other balls and Um, that's something I've certainly looked at. I kind of covered all bases, but it was just testing better for me, and um, I'm I'm glad I made the change. But, um, yeah, you know, I I think it's it's just a combination of of all sorts of things. You know, I'm I'm heading it a bit further now because my body feels good. I've been been specializing in certain areas uh, to to get a little bit stronger and, and more stability. So it's kind of a combination, it's not just one thing in
0: particular. I imagine there must be a sort of kind of a a little mental benefit as well now, when you stand on the tee on a par five, I don't imagine you come across too many 580 yard par fives on the seniors tour, so you're probably able to get home in two now on on most most par fives on the the champions tour which helps you mentally from the tee?
1: No, absolutely, you know that that transition just being now I feel like I'm kind of you know, maybe in the top 20, 30 um, longest hitters on the tour on the Champions, where I was, you know, down at one hundred and thirty on the on the Corn Ferry or wherever I was. So, yeah, that's that, that's an added um, um, confidence booster right there. You know, you just feel a little more competitive in that area. Um, but it, the thing I found out playing out in the Champions is that you know, um, there's a lot of guys out there that you know hit it further than me, and um, you know they've got the length, but Still playing three days, and and you know to win a golf tournament, you still have to shoot some pretty good scores and get off to a good start. So length is beneficial, yes. But the courses we're playing, a little bit tighter, kind of old style, kind of right up my alley in, in terms of my golf game. So that's um, that's been a nice transition too. Like I'm kind of just feel like a lot of the courses fit my eye, and I feel comfortable on them. So it's been a it's been a big help. Steve, I'm wondering, do you have a coach? Um, right now, um, I, I kind of—I don't really have a coach, to be honest. Um, I, uh, I've worked with Paul Parlane and, and John Griffin for a long time. And since I was, since John Griffin, since I was, gee, uh, I think I was fourteen. I think fourteen or fifteen. Um, since I've been in the states, I've worked with Paul Parlane, who worked under John Griffin for, for a long time. Uh, we did some work over here in the States, which uh, a number of years, probably 10, 12 years, so on and off. But right now I'm doing most of my stuff myself. Um, I see a guy at the local TPC here where they have the Phoenix open. Um, he helps me out a little bit with some track man work. Uh, and just keep an eye on me. There's another pair of eyes, just a local who can keep an eye on me and know what's going on. So um, he's um, he, he's been very helpful just kind of getting my equipment in tune, in too. That's uh, That's been a big thing for me, too.
2: Yeah, you mentioned the Phoenix Open. Have you played in that, waste management?
1: I, I have, yes, a long time ago. Um, and then, you know, when I'm, when I'm not playing it, and if I'm in town, I try and avoid the place because it's just madness. <laughs> it's absolutely crazy. Right, so, right. As yeah, but it, it is quite an atmosphere. It, it's, it's, it's amazing event. And um, if you get the chance to go, go, because it's just wild, yeah.
2: Mm. Yeah, it looks wild on television.
0: Steve, going back to the <laughs> yeah, just going back to the Corn Ferry tour. I mean, how tough had it become mentally for you playing year after year on that tour for purses? In many ways, only a scrap of what's available on the regular tour. Yeah,
1: it has been tough. Um, you know, especially when you know. Um, Jeez, back in, you know, once I lost my card on the Tour in 17, there's that, you know, now I'm kind of 45, 46 and I'm, I've got this transition period You know, now that, you know, I'm trying to get back on the PGA Tour and I'm I'm trying to grind away on the Corn ferry, and, you know, the guys are getting bigger and stronger out there and hitting it further. So, yeah, it, it, it was a grind for a couple of years. I mean, 2019, I played pretty nicely and had some decent finishes and, and kept my card, but um, you know, 20 and 21 has been, you know, a bit of a struggle. And, um, just, uh, I, I think mentally more than anything, just knowing that, this, you know, champions is coming and I'm still trying to be competitive, but, um, you know, you know, to be a game. You, you kind of, you can get a little bit lost in there. But I just think uh, I used um, the wraparound 21 season As really just really good preparation for me, just to keep playing one and two, just work on some things, focus on champions, um, get some insight into what I need and where I need to improve. And um, I kind of feel like I I did a pretty good job at that, just getting my game in shape at the right time. And um, you know it was meant to be in good shape for the tour school, but you know it, it it all kind of come together and started feeling good before that so um,
0: and the rest is kind of history So did, did you ever have any thoughts during that period, say in your mid-40s which you've just alluded to, of perhaps just getting out of this tough uh, unforgiving kind of uh, tour that you were on where there was very little reward and finding some comfortable, nice position as a club pro somewhere, at a resort or some such like place? Yeah, well
1: I mean, at, at a certain time, yes um, you know, maybe not in the last couple of years, but certainly before that, you know, when I wasn't playing PGA Tour or I wasn't playing European Tour, I mean, there's, there's times where I thought about doing something else, not particularly just, you know, giving up the game and, and taking a whole new avenue or doing something else, but staying in the game and maybe, yes, maybe doing some coaching or um, um, something along those lines, mm. but I, I think my, you know, I've got, I've got a good passion for the game and um, you know, I love the game. I, I don't think I'd ever actually give it up to do something else totally different. I'd, I'd keep um, doing something in, in, the, in the golf field at least. So, but I don't think there ever come a point at a time where I've said no, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I've had enough. I, I, I can't do the grind anymore. Um, I think that'll be the day when I give it away. Is when I don't enjoy the grind anymore and I've, I've just had enough. My body packs, up, you know. So. Um, yeah, but I'm still
0: enjoying the grind. So Steve, speaking of grinds, a happy grind for you, I imagine, a couple of months ago came in the TimberTech Championship in uh, one of the Event you've played on the Champions Tour this year because you had your first win. You won this event. I'm looking at your scores: 68-63-68, and you uh, had to head off the likes of Miguel Jimenez and Jim Furyk, Ernie Els, who finished second, third and fourth. So obviously it was very satisfying, but I imagine with scores like that, your putter must have uh, run hot that week. Yes. No, it
1: was working better than... Um than other weeks. You know, I, I tend to bit, bit, a little bit streaky in that area, but, um, I mean, that, that's another week where I was just really hitting the ball well as well. Um, it, there was a, there was a course, it was maybe a little shorter in terms of what we've been playing, but it was very wet. So, um, the greens were holding, you know, you could stick wedges and nine eyes pretty close. So I was hitting the wedges close, um, taking advantage and, and converting birdies and, uh, yeah, par 5, we're going to have played Par fives pretty decent that week too. So, yeah, again, it was just one of those weeks that all come together. Um, and, and I think with my run, Brendan, that had been going on, it kind of just felt like it was building. I didn't know, you know, when a win was coming. It, it could have been, you know, in, in six months' time or, you know, the following week. I, I, I just kind of felt like my game was good and coming around. and um, I just took advantage of Uh, of the conditions and yeah it was a fun week it worked out great
0: So tell us about the uh, what they call the Charles Schwab Championship the Tour Finale Uh, only the top I think is it 50 or 60 from the Champions Tour Qualify and you did with these good results that you had and again um, you had a very good finish running second to Phil Mickelson um, hunting down Phil Mickelson tell us about that
1: yeah, it it was fun. I mean, Phil was actually behind us, uh, maybe two or three behind us in the last day, and um, it, it was. Um, I, I mean, obviously, I didn't play with Phil, so and I'm not a big leaderboard watcher, so I was just going about my business. So I made you know a few birdies early, and then nothing really happened in the middle of my round. So, I come to the 12 or 13, I had to um, take a look at the leaderboard, and I kind of got a feel for what was happening ahead, because Phil was playing ahead of ahead of me, um, the Tucson, so kind of got a little bit of a vibe for what was happening ahead, and he made, and he made a late run as well, so um, all of a sudden, I came to the last couple of holes, and I needed a bunch of birdies, so I was fortunate to make a couple at the end, but I was just disappointed in my drive. I had a very good drive on 18, which is a par five, very reachable, and it just ran off the fairway like a Probably a yard off the fairway, not even that, and I just didn't have the line to go to the green. So, um, you know, I, I had to to give myself an opportunity. I had to to lay up and just try and hold a wedge. So it's kind of what it came down to. But it was fun to be amongst it. Um, you know, Jim Furyk was behind us trying to trying to win the Schwab Cup and, and win the tournament. So it was all kind of you know two tournaments in one, which was pretty exciting.
2: Uh, Steve, I've been uh, did some homework, and I was looking up um, some references to you in the Golf Channel website And it's quite interesting actually. I found some things that really surprised me So I'd like to play a game with you of true or false whether you just for a, just a couple of ones okay. here Yeah, true or false that you once worked as a petroleum engineer? Yes, correct. Yes, Do you know what that is? No, I'm curious when did that happen is I've always known you as a golfer <laughs> no,
1: that's- yeah, that's just pumping gas at uh, Shelton <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, Oh, Of course, the engineer.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the engineer. Excellent. Yeah, there
2: you are. Yeah. Also, of your favorite, one of your favorite cities, true or false, one of your favorite cities is Stockholm? Yes, absolutely. How come? Got to go. Oh, you haven't been there?
1: Uh, it's just amazing. No, it's the history and the buildings and the, the okay. food and the people. It's Yeah, it's out of this world.
2: Uh, true or false, now, that you never travel. Now, this could reflect your age, and you can deny this if you like, but you never travel um, You never travel without an ice pack.
1: Yeah, well, that, that ice pack's turned into a foam roller now, so okay. you can get ice anywhere. But, yeah, I wouldn't go anywhere without my foam roller. I need that. That's my own road masseuse, yeah.
2: All right, very good. And you're also a great supporter, I understand, in Arizona, of The Scottsdale Youth Theatre, because your kids participate there or act there, is that true?
1: Yes, yeah, we try and stay active in the community uh, theatre. My my daughter, my son, haven't done it for a while with the pandemic. Um, you know, they've, they've done a lot of voice and, and dance and stuff, but, um, yeah, we just try and support local community and, and theatre is, is a good way to go about that. So, yeah, it's been fun watching them too. Very good, thank
0: you Uh, Now Steve, I've got a couple of questions along those lines for you A couple of uh, my golfing mates at Akarana Where I was playing last Sunday and were talking about it And incidentally, uh, everyone at the golf club Was just absolutely delighted for your success I think every golfer in New Zealand is enjoying what you've done And a couple of these guys said to me um, Pass on our congratulations to Steve And ask him, now that he's winning some decent money on the Champions Tour Does it mean his wife doesn't have to dish up meatballs and mints Two or three times a week anymore?
1: (laughs) Actually, I'm having—I'm having, I'm actually
0: having mints, and I'm actually <laughs> having uh, meatballs and spaghetti tonight. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Oh, oh, well, uh, old habits die hard, eh? <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Now I can afford to put a steak on the barbie now.
0: So, yes. uh, a couple of other things, Steve. Uh, when you get back to the states, will you will you tell those American television commentators to pronounce your name correctly? Do you know what they call you? Alka uh, 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 or Alka or, or, or something? Uh, <laughs>
1: Yeah, Well, both is okay with me. I mean, it's just, I guess it's the way in their accent, how they say it. Um, you've got, sometimes you've got to say it a certain way so they kind of understand that Tom might get this a little bit. But, um, yeah, it's either or. It, it, they have asked me, you know, I've, I said either way
0: is fine. Oh, okay, so. okay, fair enough. I mean, so have you always been kind of known yeah. uh, up there in America, regardless of what tour you're on, is Steve Olker? Steve yeah, I mean, oh, okay, I, um, I, I hadn't heard it before. Until, it. I hadn't heard it until I, uh, yes. until it came up on the television screen there, and but yes. they've been they've been very wow. they have been very very complimentary about your game, and um, you know a lot of saying a lot a lot of nice things, and I guess it's pretty hard <laughs> for non-Americans to impress some of those American commentators, but um, you're doing well, yeah, well. Wow. Thank you. And so what, what about your, your life, Steve? Has it changed much now because of the success and the money that you're winning from week to week?
1: Um. Well, no. I mean, my wife maybe's going to do the school run and, and the lunches um, this week, so I'm kind of back to normal, really. Um, nothing's changed too much. I mean, I, I think, Brendan, it's just a matter of I mean, we just got to sit down and kind of take it all in and you know, plan a schedule and, you know, obviously the money's great because there's the security there, which has always mm, um, mm. It's been a little bit of a factor. So, you know, been putting, been able to put my kids through college now over here, which is a totally different system to the U, to, to uh, New Zealand. So um, it's, it's all those sorts of things. Mm, where, mm. It's just that bit of security. And, and I think um, for my family to know that, I'm I'm 50 and i you know I've got somewhere to play next year and um and, and and we can plan a schedule and and focus on some events and focus on them coming out on the road and spending some more time with me. I mean that'd be that'd be amazing. That's that's kind of what we're we're really focusing on.
0: How many tournaments would you envisage you're likely to play next year on the Champions Tour?
1: Yeah, I'm not even sure how many Brendan, to be honest, because. Um, or how many do you yeah, want honestly, to how many do you, how many
0: would you like to play you know yeah, I,
1: I guess yeah I, I think uh, when it, on the contrary chair I've been playing around about 20 that's 2022 20, that's kind of be my number uh, maybe a few more if I go elsewhere or come down to New Zealand and play but um, I don't even know how many is there but I, I want to play some of these events at the start of the season because you realize is that I've only played less than half of the, the the, the end of the season. I haven't played, you know, more than half the start of the season. So there's a lot of events that um are new to me, place seven mm. being course I haven't played. So it's, it's all kind of exciting. So I'll probably play a little bit more at the start of the season to to get the feel of some, you know, different courses and, and new events. So that's exciting too.
2: Yeah, you know, Steve on that note, uh, good good question from Brennan. I'm just wondering if your success to date Means that you have qualified already for like senior majors for 2022.
1: I, I believe I have. Yes, the top uh, the top 36 fully exempt, which was our short Cup final, and um, Phoenix uh, meant that we apparently we get all the majors. So um, yeah, there's, there's five majors out here on the on the champions. Right. Uh, please don't quote me on that, but I've, I've heard from other players that. Um, on, on the Champions Tour that I believe we, we get into all the majors so there's certainly something to, to look forward to and build up to um, you know, my wife being English um, yeah, you know, the British senior would be uh, certainly one to, to focus on uh, for sure so yeah, there's, there's a lot of cool stuff to look forward to oh, Very good
0: Okay uh, Steve, I think we're just about uh, done here Tom, have you got any final thoughts uh, you I, don't want to put to Steve before yeah, we
2: Just a final thought, Brennan, I know Steve's living in Arizona and uh, I think for Kiwis listening, I have a bit of an attitude. I think Arizona is of states, and we think of golf destinations of Florida and California, maybe the East Coast. I think Arizona is the very best. Uh, I think that the courses are terrific. The weather's terrific. The desert is magical. Yeah. I'm just envious of Steve living yeah. where he's at and doing so well. That's
1: all. <laughs> Well, thank you. Yeah, no, it's a great spot to be. It's obviously, weather wise, right. this, this time of year. It's perfect. So, and
0: the golf's not bad either. Yeah. Uh, just a final thought here, then, um, Steve Bernard Langer, uh, still competitive on the Champions Tour at sixty four, looking like a thirty four year old and swinging yes. like a thirty four year old. Amazing. Can you see yourself hanging Amazing. hanging in on this tour uh, when you're still <laughs> in your sixties?
1: Uh, it's funny. My wife and I were just taking a walk this afternoon, and we were kind of talking about that. Like, you know, have you got a timeline here, honey? Like, how long you're gonna play? And I'm like, well, I I can't see myself getting to 64 like Bernard, but um, you know, may, maybe 10 years. That could be a a good goal. I think. You know, once I get going, as long as the body stays mm. in good shape, mm. you know, well, why not? Why not play for another 10 years? But what Bernard has done is it's quite amazing. I mean, the guy. I think Virgie played every event and you know took out the Schwab Cup and, uh, at 64. That's, that's pretty amazing.
0: Well, uh, thank you, Steve. It's been a great pleasure to talk to you. And again, on behalf of uh, all of the golfing fraternity in New Zealand, congratulations. We'll be following you very closely when the Champions Tour for 2022 gets underway. And um, enjoy your break, as I'm sure you will, and enjoy this special time with your family as well. And uh, we thank you very much indeed.
1: Yeah, thanks, Steve. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you, and thanks for all the support from from everybody in New Zealand. I, I really haven't had a chance to say that, but it's been amazing. Emails, text. Um, everything, it's been, it's been incredible
0: thank you. Yes, we've thoroughly enjoyed your success over the last couple of months <laughs> more so than we're doing with our rugby team at the moment, but anyway, so Steve Elker, Elker, Steve Elker <laughs> or for, for Tom Hyde and his mates, Steve Olker, our guest here today uh, on, on the we will be back in a fortnight's time, once again, courtesy of our friends out there at JK's World of Golf at Auckland International Airport, your one stop golfing shop for all your golfing needs. You've been listening to On the Tee, Gulf New Zealand Podcast, hosted by Tom Hyde and Brendan Telfer. Proudly presented by Podcasts New Zealand and Gorilla Voice Media. You can find us online at podcasts.nz.